We Geek podcast on the N.FM. My name is Logan, and I'm joined by my good friend Adam. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Adam's a little under the weather this week, so I'm going to kind of steer the reins on this one. Um, yes. I wanted to call this one, uh, was it Wednesday, December 28th? But I have I've decided unilaterally, 2016 is over. It is done. It is finished. It gets no more. <laughs> so here, here. We are we are on we are just on kind of you know wind down days until New Year's because man we you know we had the news earlier this week about about Carrie Fisher having a heart attack and it everybody just kind of rallied to to say no this this year has sucked bad enough no um, and then I think it was the next day uh, George Michael died. Right. And and just a huge, you know, just a, a, a massive figure, not just in 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 80s music, but for for LGBT rights and right. And, you know, imperfect. But but, you know, that's everybody. And, that's everybody. Man. And, it you know, that was bad enough. And we we were just still kind of digesting that when we got we got the news that that Carrie Fisher had indeed past and i'm just i'm done with this year man I'm well the just, thing I... was from what i understand we got word that she was in stable condition yeah that things were better and so it was like okay maybe we dodged a bullet there maybe she's you know she's gonna um be okay and oh god yeah and i you know it made me l- looking over everything it, it it reminded me i've never actually read any of her books like I knew she was a writer. I knew she'd done a lot of a lot of of screenwriting. I knew she'd come in and 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 helped fix a, a ton of scripts. Uh, and that's something that that there are a good handful of screenwriters that do. But it was a uh, who was it? Raymond Feist did a whole thing about a, in in quotes here script doctoring, which is a term that gets thrown around for a handful of different reasons. Mm-hmm. But. You know, there there was always there was always kind of talk. You know, oh yeah, she does a lot of she does a lot of screenwriting, but didn't have a, a lot of credits. And this is why it was all just kind of like, yeah, you come in, you do what they call a weekly to to fix things, and then you know you're done. You you, you get paid, you get thanked, and then you're on your way. Right. But I, you know, and I so I you know I went and I looked and I was like, all right, I, I need to read a couple of these books. So I'm gonna do that over the next couple of days, and I. You know, looking back over this, and and you know, I mean, not just for that, but for her her work with with mental disorders, like she never shied away from from talking about it, and right. and you know, being being a woman in Hollywood is bad enough, but but having a mental illness on top of that, I mean, that's to to come out and just say, hey, look, here's what's going on, and this is why I'm not going to let it run my life you know huge right she made it okay to talk about she would joke about it yeah and and the only way to kind of you know make it okay to to come out and discuss and talk she would make light of it yeah in a weird way but yeah dude it's it's terrible man i don't know i'm kind of a loss for words here it's 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 weird because some celebrity deaths they affect everyone differently you know people um, gravitate towards certain celebrities and whatnot, and right. this one really hits home. And I think for both of us, because it's, you know, I forgot who I heard say this. It might have been Kevin Smith, but you know, we welcome these people into our homes, into our living rooms, 
Um, uh, and it's almost as maybe it was Mark Hamill that said it. And like we welcome them into our living rooms and our homes. And we've been welcoming, for example, Carrie Fisher since we remember things, at least for me, you yeah. know, since since I started remembering things, I've known Star Wars and Princess Leia and everything else and and following her work and whatnot. And, you know, you don't know them. You might have never met them, but you still you still get attached and you you, you still it. it to hear that news, it's devastating. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know, man, I'm at a loss for words here. Cause it's, this one hits kind of close to home, you know? Yeah. And if I, you know, if I can, if I can take a couple minutes, I know this is going to kind of bog things. This is the, the, the depressing part of the show. And then we'll, our, you know, our show today was just going to be, here's, here's all the ways 2016 was pretty cool and look at some things moving forward. But, but with what happened, if, if I can do, because I kind of want to do an in-memoriam because I do have, I have somewhere I'm going with it instead of just just reading a list, which is, is how I'm going to start. And this is a partial list for just how crappy 2016 was. Uh, we lost Vilmush uh, Zygmunt, who was a cinematographer, and Kevin Smith on Hollywood Babylon did a beautiful eulogy for him. And I had never heard of him. I had no idea. He worked with him on... I... I, I want to say I want to say Jersey Girl or Chasing Amy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one, but he told this fantastic story. And uh, if I can, uh, if I if I find it, I'll put it up on the page which episode it was. It's a great story. We lost David Bowie, Alan Rickman, Glenn Fry, Abe Vigoda, Joe Alasky, who was a voiceover actor. He took over. He was one of the people that took over after Mel Blanc. Uh, Maurice White from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Harper Lee, Tony Burton. Keith Emerson, Gary Shandling, Patty Duke, Merle Haggard, Prince, uh, Yuko Mizutani, who was a, a prominent Japanese voice actor, Alan Young, Muhammad Ali, Christina Grimmie, Anton Yelchin, Gary Marshall, David Huddleston, Kenny Baker, uh, Mr. Fuji, who was just one of the best managers in wrestling history, oh, yeah. Gene Wilder, John Polito, Alexis Arquette, Edward Albee, Curtis Hansen, Bill Nunn, Michael Massey, Leonard Cohen, Robert Vaughn, Florence Henderson, Ron Glass, Peter Vaughn, Alan Thicke, Zsa Zsa Gabor, Richard Adams, and of course, George Michael and Carrie Fisher. And reading that list, I, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I, I thought we could focus on how, how awful 2016 was, and we can look at all the people we lost, or we can, we can use this to say, look, Every field lost somebody. And this is, like I said, this is just a partial list. There are, there are actors and producers and singers and, and dancers and, and people from the arts in, in every nationality, everywhere. So if, if you're somebody who's, who's listening to us or you know or, or you know, pass this along, let, let every one of us who is creative in some way let 2017 be our year. Let let us step up and and claim next year. We're not trying to fill their shoes. We're not trying to 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 say, well, I can take their place. No, but these the the arts, so many of them have have huge voids after this year. And they need more talent. Or at least people who who want to give it a shot. I've been toying with with writing for i don't even know how long um and what i am gonna do this is my 
my New Year's resolution is, is not just to write something in 2017. It is to be published by the end of 2017. It is to have something, a novel, a collection of short stories, poetry, I don't care, something published and available for sale, hopefully, by the end of 2017. Maybe it's great, maybe it stinks, who knows. But I am tired of coming up with excuses to not do something. So whatever, if you're somebody who is an artist, or if you're somebody who has ever said, you know, I'd really like to try, and then fill in the blank there, make 2017 your year. Whatever it is, drawing, dancing, sculpting, singing, playing drums, whatever it is. Let's let's do that next year. Let's take everything that everything that sucked about this year and turn it into something positive next year. So let's, you know, let's to because this is the age of Twitter, we'll 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 have it a hashtag. We'll call it the call to arts instead of call to arms. So let's, you know, let's do that. Instead of focusing on everything that was terrible, let's let's do something good next year. How's that? Yeah, no, man. I uh, I don't even know what to say. That's I love that idea. I gotta think about that. Um, yeah, that's can't really follow up to that because you just said everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I agree, man. I agree. I love that call to arts. That's we should make that a hashtag and get people doing it and yeah. see how many people we can we can get get to do that next year because you're absolutely right. Yeah you know, moving forward, that's the best thing we can do is to give back as much as we can into that field. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say. You've, <laughs> you've kind of taken it. You, you're kind of taking it there, buddy. So, yeah. Um, so that was the, that was the, the sort of somber part of the podcast, but let's, you know, let's, let's do something with that. Let's make that something there. Are, you know, and tell you know, tell everybody. Make make this make this a big thing. Let's let's do this. I agree. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. All right. So um let's you know, let's um there's really no way to segue out of that, but no, not really. let's yeah, let's let's start talking about the things that were really good about two thousand and sixteen, things that we enjoyed. Um uh, if we have time towards the end, we'll get into some some news uh, that we got. It was, it's kind of a short week just because all the big news we just talked about, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, and everyone else is kind of on their winter vacation as it is. And, um, you know, so every, I think most websites, most podcasts are doing their, their year in review type thing. I know Giant Bomb does their big one, which is always cool to listen to. Um, they do like behind the scenes where you sit, you, they, they'll record for like hours and each day they upload like three hours of it, of them like deciding video games and stuff. It's really interesting. Oh, Highly nice. recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, checking them out. But, um, ours are going to be more of, we're just going to give you a list of the things we enjoyed basically. And, uh, I was looking over at Logan's and it's pretty much most of the same. You've actually seen a lot more than I have. Um, well, this year, yeah. Well, you know me; I go big on movies. So. But you I do, think, yes. Yeah, but absolutely. I think you've played more games than I have, for sure. I I probably have played more games. I've probably seen more television as well. Yeah. Um, and of course, you just killed it with the books. Um, <laughs> so can't wait to hear about a few of those. And yeah. um, we're actually going to talk about 
um, as well uh, are comics this coming year. Um, Spider-Man, do you know how many issues they're up to right now? Uh, I don't know where they are in the current run. They're in the, what are they up to? Got to be up to 30s or 40s by now. 30s or 40s? At, at um, least, I would think. Well, no, I mean, we kind of need to decide, I guess, because uh, Uncanny X-Men, that's the one I've decided I'm going to pick. Yeah. It, it breaks off and turns into so many different kinds of volumes that it might be a little confusing <laughs> yeah here's yeah this was this was my my way of thinking so because we, we've talked about this a little bit and our so our you know this year was supposed to be like a book a week and that kind of i mean you know we, it, we gave it a good shot oh yeah <laughs> but you, oh, know, you still stuck with it though i just i could not keep up with that it's you know go big or you know aim big you know, yeah. So, but uh, but next year we're gonna do. We're each gonna pick a comic series and read all of them. And here's what I, I was thinking. Go for real it, real fast. I will say this: I have read more books in this year than I think I've ever read in my entire <laughs> life. So <laughs> I'm it. I'm glad I was able to do that. <laughs> you know, there you go. Um, and you know, it, you've introduced me to a ton of books that I probably would have never read nice. uh, otherwise. Nice. So um, yeah, I, I you know me, I stick to. Oh, Star Wars! I'll go read that. Like that was my go-to, and I was, I was, I'm glad I was able to branch off and see what else was out there. Yeah. Well, and that was, you know, that was more the point of just like, mm-hmm. hey, let's find something different. Right. And you know, if, if if that came across, then mission accomplished. Totally. Oh yeah. But yeah, because next year, we're we're aiming to by the by the year's end, have read each of us have picked a comic series. You've mm-hmm. picked Uncanny X Men. Mm-hmm. And I've picked Amazing Spider-Man. And now I I do not know the because does uncanny like, there is there is like a through line with Uncanny X-Men, right? Like the, like it is it is its own series for however many hundreds of issues at least, right? Right. So when I looked at Wikipedia, it says volume one is 100 through 544, volume two with uh, 18 annuals, volume two is 20, volume three is 36 plus one annual as of January 2016. Okay. Um, uh, the, the thing is, is that the X-Men series, Uncanny wasn't always the main series. You right. know, it branched off to just X-Men in the 90s. Um, and astonishing, I think was at some point. Um, now it's a few different ones. So I'm going to stick with uncanny so that I, you know, at the end of the day, I can say I have read every issue of uncanny X-Men, uh, that exists. Um, cause yeah, I mean, it branches off to X-Force and extraordinary X-Men, right? All, all new X-Men was kind of the main thing for the last few years, but I'm going to stick with uncanny that the, 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 the the original title i imagine you're going to do the same thing with amazing right that's that's my idea is that is that the only like i'm going to read amazing for you know the 700 issues i think that it runs Mm -hmm. six six or 700 i forget um and then follow you know the main story it goes through superior and then it comes back into amazing again the only time i'm going to dip into you know, spectacular Spider-Man or or any of the other spinoffs is is during a storyline where it's necessary. Something like the Maximum Carnage story, which was like twelve issues of like every other comic together. Ah, uh, that's, that's a good idea. I might do that with X Men. I'm gonna have to look into it to see which ones are crucial. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's my thing of like. And now I'm undecided on something like Civil War. 
Um, yeah, I'm, that's a lot to read. Right. Well, um, or I mean, even we, just, you know, like here's here's the Spider-Man Civil War books. But do I also need to read the main Civil War series, too, just to well, see, just to make it complete? You know, I think that's a problem we're both going to have, because yeah. with X-Men, especially a lot of their uh, big events were crossovers where yeah. you have to you have to read, you know, um a lot of the other books that tie into it. Um, I don't know how, because this is a lot of books just, I want to make sure I read every uncanny. Right. Um, It all depends. I think, I think we'll get a pulse around halfway throughout the year to see kind of where we're at. And if I'm, if I'm super low in numbers, I might just stick to the uncanny and go with it. Um, I, I will, probably for the big events and stuff like that. Like, I want to make sure, I don't know if, you know, the Phoenix saga and stuff like that. I don't know if they cross over. So those are the big ones I'll know for sure. If I need to uh, yeah. um, do that, but yes, um, I, I think that's a good idea. The, the big events definitely, uh, definitely read the other issues. Yeah. Cause I, I remember like maximum carnage. is like amazing. Spider-Man is like part one. And then the next amazing issue is like part six. So I'm like, nope, nope, hang on back up. You got to have the rest of them for that to make sense. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, during the break, I'm going to calculate how many issues I'm going to need to read a day <laughs> for this. Cause it's, it's going to be a lot. Yeah. It's going to be a lot. Um, so we'll find out. You want to take a quick break? I think we're coming up at time. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. You're listening to we geek podcast on the end.fm. We'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And uh, before the break, you said you could do math on how many uh, Uncanny X-Men issues you were going to have to read. Did you come up with a number? Oh, son of a bitch. I didn't do that. So <laughs> I'll tell you in just a moment. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll pull it up while uh, you... Yeah, go uh... ahead and do that because I have, I have two words that I had forgotten about when it comes to... In terms of just how many issues of Spider-Man I'm going to have to read. And I was talking mm-hmm. about, oh, you only have to read... You know, there there's some that cross through like like a handful of the of the different uh, issues that they had. There was one that ties in through the entire line for almost two years. The Clone Saga. Oh. The damn cursed, awful, horrible Clone Saga. Not the new one that's apparently pretty good. I haven't read it yet, and that and that makes me mad because it's apparently really good. Yeah. But but the one that was just an absolute monstrosity and a catastrophe and oh that's gonna make my life miserable. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, I've actually heard a lot of good things about the current Amazing Spider-Man, and that's something yeah. I need to get back onto because I've always enjoyed Spider-Man. Yeah, and especially with especially with Slot's work, he's man, my hats off to him for for everything he's done for that for that book. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So mine is well, you didn't tell me how many. How many it's, issues is it? It's 700 just for The Amazing Spider-Man by itself. Oh, wow. Okay, so if I'm doing the math here right, um, and I'm probably not, <laughs> um, the for Volume 1, 545 issues, Volume 2, 20, Volume 3, 36, uh, 18 annuals in the first one, one annual in the third one, um, 620 issues. But there is a volume four. It, Wikipedia is all weird. Right. This says volume one, two, three, and four. But then it says number of issues, volume one, two, three, and three. I, I don't know. It It's all weird. I, I, I'll get it by the end of the show. But <laughs> the, 
that's what I'm just basing off Wikipedia. I'm gonna look up. Um, I'm gonna look it up on different sites to see exactly how many issues of Uncanny there are. But uh, I guess yeah, Spider-Man did come out before the X-Men, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It started with Amazing Fantasy 15. Way, and way the, on back. Yeah, Spider-Man was was big time early. And there's a lot of uh, double shipping. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. It it was it was uh, by by weekly. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's big fun there. But really it's not gonna boil down to any more than like two or three issues a day at yeah. most. So the the per day is not gonna be bad. Um, no, no. It's just it's- it's going to catch up when, like, for example, a weekend comes by and you're just you're you're slammed um, a few days. You let slip by. That's the only thing I see causing me an issue is, you know, I go on vacation or do something where I'm just not, you know, yeah, we all get in moods, I think, where we're just not in the mood to sit down and, and, and go through them. I think that's what's going to be rough. I think the early ones are going to be pretty rough, too. Um yeah, they, I don't think they hold up as well. No, no, they're very dated. Yes, um, I can't wait to get to like the stuff that I've always heard about but never actually read, like a lot of the stuff in the '80s and whatnot. Um, oh yeah, some of the the yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And um, uh, um, there's a there's a podcast um, all about basically what we're kind of doing it's called jay and miles explain the x-men i think it was called rachel's and miles explain the x-men but it's now it's called jay and miles explain the x-men explain is x-p-l-a-i-n okay sure Um, yeah why not and they they every yeah every um every podcast they do they break down like uh either like a, a specific issue or like two or three or four or a run um and it's a really good podcast i know we keep plugging things but highly recommend them if you if you love x-men um that's what kind of that's that's what i I forgot how this idea came about with us um but i kind of wanted to do that ever since i heard that that podcast i was like it'd be cool if we kind of just went through all of them yeah right Um, yeah so um but yeah no i can't wait i fucking love the x-men and i i love that i can i want to be able to say Oh, yeah, I've read every issue of that. Yeah, and it's interesting. X- Uncanny X-Men was first published September of 63. Amazing Spider-Man, March 63. Oh, oh wow. Jeez. So they're, they're actually a lot closer than I thought. Yeah, I, could, I, yeah, I didn't know. But yeah, it, I think Spider-Man is just more popular. That's why I probably had the double, you know, they're shipping twice a month um, when yeah. X-Men wasn't. But then again, X-Men in the 90s just blew up. Yeah, I'm trying to see like if it says when. If I'm trying to see like when Spider-Man became a, a an every two weeks. Yeah, but it doesn't. I'm sure it's in here somewhere, but like I I don't know. Yeah, it'll be buried in there. But uh, so yeah, that's gonna make for an interesting year next year, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. But yep. uh, all right, let's let's take a look back at what was good about 2016 because there was some good, there's good movies, some good games, it's good TV, oh, yeah. it's good good year for TV. All right, where should we get? Where 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 do you want to start? Uh, I don't know. Just do like we do with our regular show. Just start with movies and work our way through. Okay, sounds good. Um, 
tell me now. This is not going to be in any sort of order, right? So we're just going to kind of talk about. Yeah, like uh, I, I just put them. I just put everything down chronologically. Like I just went on Wikipedia and was like, okay, here's a list of everything that came out when. I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> like that was. This isn't gotcha. a like. It's not really a top ten list. They're meant to be like. They're not ranked. Or anything well, like that. Let's talk about the first one I see here on your list, Hail Caesar. Yeah, Hail Caesar was the the Coen Brothers film. George Clooney and and uh, oh, was it Josh Brolin? I think was in it too. And it was it was it was the one about the like it was set during the like golden age of Hollywood kind of thing. Right. Did you ever get I, around to seeing that? I did. I don't think I liked it as much as you did. Um, I wanted to like it a lot more. Yeah. But it just – it didn't have his hooks in me like a lot of his other film. their other films do. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and you know, it, it, it. I don't know why. I know going in what kind of film it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of dialogue. It's going to be just – you know, cool. it's just – it's cool, you know. Um, but it just – I don't know. It didn't – it didn't. It didn't get any hooks in me, like a lot of their other ones. Um, and it, it gave know. us all the, uh, it gave us all the cowboy who's going to be playing Han Solo. So there's that. Yes, that is true. That is true. I might actually go back and rewatch it just because of that. Yeah, give it another um, shot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, anything else you want to say about it? I no. It was just I, I, it's, I I'm I'm weird on Coen Brothers films. Like I, part of me is like, these are amazing. And, and, and sometimes I don't know. I watch them and I'm just like, eh? like I, I, I don't know. Like they're, they're not, right. they're not always out of the park with me, but I, I enjoyed this. I, I, I did. I like this one. Yeah. No, I mean, they, to me, they can't all be, Oh brother, we're out thou. No. Amen. You know? Yeah. And so, you know, um, Big Lebowski, you know, th- those are like some of my favorite of them. Yeah. Um, no Country for Old Men is another good one. You know, uh, uh, I really liked, um, you know, like True Grit, but, it, the, you know, they're just they can't all be like that. One movie I do want to see that I never actually got around to was Inside uh, Lewin Davis. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Oscar Isaac from uh, was that 2014 or 2015? Um, 2015. 13, 2013 or 14. Wow. Even I know it was earlier back. than 15. Yeah. 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 That was good. I enjoyed that. That, that deserved the, all the award love that it got. Oh yeah. Yeah. I want to see that. Um, but yeah, yeah. They, it just, it was, it was okay for me. Yeah. Um, like I said, I just, I think I wanted to like it more than I did, but it was a good movie. Definitely yeah. recommend it. <clears throat> all right. Let's see here. And the next one on the list here. Yeah, this little there was this weird comedy that came out this year, and uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, I don't know if anybody had had really heard a lot about it. Um, it was it was this this bizarre little side project that 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 a studio was working on. I don't know why, um, but they had been they'd been kind of doodling this idea around, and eventually it's Deadpool. I can't I can't do that crap anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, did it, it! It really made studios go, "Hey, um, if we do two things, let's make, let's let's you know, if there's two things that we know we can do um, to make a, a movie successful when it comes to the comic book genre, is stay true to the source material, and it's okay to take risks like making it rated R." Yeah. 
And, you know, I hope that moving forward that the studios don't just go, oh, that's cool. We can just make rated R films because we've seen that and they haven't been that good. Yeah. And we've seen films try to stay too close to the source material and then not be good as well. I think those two combined really helped this film um, on so many levels. And it works with Deadpool. Deadpool being rated R. I think that's why we're getting Logan rated R because they're like, you know what? And I don't want Logan to be funny at all. I don't want it to be uh, – maybe have a few funny moments, but I want it to stay true to that old man Logan. As long as they stay true to the character and the story, I'm fine. It, oh, I'm sorry, not story, but you know what I mean. It, it can be a completely different story, but as long as it stays true to the characters and what that story represents or whatnot, I'll be perfectly fine with it. Right. Old, old man Logan is, is, a, is a classic The Last Gunslinger story. Right. Exactly. And as long as it sticks with that and for them not to shy away from an R rating is not it, it's not, you know, it's it's fun. It's one thing to be cynical and be like, oh, well, you know, Deadpool did good. So they're going to have like it's going to be gratuitously violent, and blah, blah, blah. Look, if <laughs> there's a reason Wolverine had his own uh, Marvel Max series, mm-hmm. yeah. he, 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 he cuts people up with his claws. That's inherently right. violent. Like right, and and we're we're dealing with a complete. It looks like this is like a, you know, this is a way into the future type world that like he needs to survive type thing. Right. Uh, I think it's gonna fit, and I think it's gonna fit well. I think this is not for the, this isn't the big family friendly film that you're gonna take your kids to go see. This is something maybe you're gonna take your teenager to go see, and you're gonna go see as an adult. And this is. You know, once the kids grow up a little bit, they can they can see it as well. But this is going to be the Wolverine um, film that, yeah, we've kind of been wanting for a while now. We've always said we understand. And we've always I never thought they would do a rated R uh, X-Men type film because I always thought we know they won't. I don't think Marvel will. And the reason why I say that is because we see it on television. We see it on Netflix. They have their rated R there and it's the perfect place for it. Absolutely. Yeah, we don't need Iron Man or Captain America to be rated R. The the rated R characters that they're choosing are the perfect ones to do so. Um, so yeah, man, I can't wait. It's gonna be sad, you know. It's gonna be bittersweet. I hope it's I hope it's his best performance as Logan. Um, I hope the the whole film, in general, is the best Wolverine film because um, that would be such a cool film to go out on. Now there are talks that Ryan Reynolds is dead set on getting him in a Deadpool film, but we'll see, you know, I wouldn't, I would love that. You know, I, I, I think that if nothing else, he pops up as a cameo at some point. I just, because I think he has to, they'll, right. they'll work out a deal because he'll want to, he'll absolutely yes. go for it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and I think if somewhere down the road, Marvel and Disney do make some sort of deal like Sony did, I think he'd pop his head back in and go, that would be cool for a cameo. But I think this is going to be his official, starring swan song right he's yeah he's not gonna like if he pops up in a deadpool movie he's not gonna co-star right exactly he'll just be a fun surprise yeah it'll be it'll be a a minute long scene somewhere or something and that'll be that it's a day's shooting he's done exactly and that's and that's fine that's that would be perfect i think that would be great but yes deadpool um can't sing enough praises about it i can't wait to see what they do with the sequel um Ryan Reynolds, I, I trust the movie in his hands. He, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. He's lived with this long enough and I can't wait personally. Yeah. And I love, 
I love. Did you see when they announced he was going to get a star on the Walk of Fame? Uh, how Hugh Jackman kind of roasted him over it. It was hysterical. Oh yeah, <laughs> like how he starred in the twelfth best DC Comics film. <laughs> like, oh, it's, oh, it's great. Fantastic. Oh, it's, it was. It was great. But <laughs> it because it, it capped off with like and you know and like and now because I have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, he has to keep copying me and get one of his own. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, it was, it was. It was magnificent. I loved it. That's great. That's great. Um, let's um, let's because we got a long list to go down here. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the next one. What did you think of Zootopia? I, Zootopia was one where, like, I you know I'm watching the previews and I'm like, okay, it's Disney. They're animals. They're oh well, you know, this is kind of different. Okay. And then you watch it and it hits you. Like right. this is this is one of the best. You know, just as a Disney movie. Just as a, as a, just as like, hey, we've built this story. Here's this world. You know, it's it's Disney and everything. It's great. It works right. fantastically on that level. The the meta humor in it uh, is 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 great. I'm sorry. It, I know it's all over the internet, but I don't care. Idris Elba doing the whole this is not some fairy tale where you can just sing your where you can just sing a song and all your problems go away. So right. let it go. I was like, that was, I don't care. I know it's corny. I know it's hammy. I know they stuck it in there just because it was perfect. I loved it. It was one of my favorite movie moments of the year. And the message was good. It was, you know, it was, I think it was so important that it came out this year, you know? Yeah. Um, No kidding. Yeah. Racism is bad. And, you know, I think the, the, the movie did a great job of, you know, just putting it out there for kids. Like, I think if anyone gets that kids get it the most, you know? Yeah, because um, it was it was done in such a clever way. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't simply because the interesting thing was the whole idea of of it wasn't really something that you saw. You know, right. predators didn't necessarily have. You know, you could obviously tell which ones were which, but it wasn't. It was about what was inherent, and that mm-hmm. was the idea. It was like, oh, they you know you can't hate them because they're different, and and so on. It was it was it was really cleverly done that way. Right. And the the way they 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 spun all of that around at the end there was was ridiculously clever. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great film, um highly recommended, one of my favorites uh this year. You know, one that I didn't see here on the list. I don't know if you ever saw it. Um did you ever see the Kaboo and the Two Strings? I did not. No. Oh, okay. Definitely check that out. So put that in for homework. Really really good. Really good film. Um it's basically the Legend of Zelda. Um, yeah, it's heard, really cool. It, yeah, it's getting a, it's it, like it got a ton of praise when it came out, and it's it's getting a lot of a lot of award buzz. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. It's 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 really well done. Um, yeah, I heard about it. I think on the, the, the kind of funny we're we're talking about it, and I was like, oh, uh, you know, I saw something for it, but I never actually. And then yeah, it's 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 good. Um, nice. Actually, do we have enough time? No, I think we got to take a quick break. Yeah, um, yeah, we're kind of coming up on it there. Yeah, um, we'll be right back. We'll get into some more movies, TVs, and video games, books, comics, and wrestling. Again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. We'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And uh, before we headed to break, you had you were going to jump in with something. What would you have? Um, Was I? No, I think I was just going to oh. – was I just talking about the two strings? Yeah. Well, no, I I don't want to. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't want to. Yeah, just go see it. It's it will be. 
Uh, it's not really officially on the list, but man, dude, it was good. Surprised the hell out of me. I saw it on the Kind of Funny podcast. I think they were talking about it. Yeah. Because um, I remember seeing just trailers and whatnot for it, but uh, it's weird. It's really weird, and and okay. it takes a few minutes. It, it takes a little bit to get into it, but once you get into it, it like I said, it reminds me of a video game movie where you know you have boss battles and stuff like that. But you go see it. Um, it's really good. So nice. we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 out on digital and everything by now. I think yes. I saw not too long ago. Yeah, it's out on everything. So nice. yeah, go check it out. Definitely um, look into that. Yeah, another. Another one animated that's not on the list. I, I didn't put it on because I hadn't seen it yet. Was Moana? And oh I, and yeah, I, I want to see that. I'm bummed about that that I haven't seen that yet. Like, I'm super bummed. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, just because I want to hear the rock sing. <laughs> really like that. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I just I want to hear that. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. But what's uh, this next film? I did not see. Oh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. It was a uh, Margot Robbie and Tina Fey. It was the one where they were uh, journalists in Afghanistan, Iraq or Afghanistan. I can't remember. Oh, okay. But it was it was fascinating because you watch the trailer and you're like, oh, it's this quirky little comedy and everything, and then you watch it and you're like, no, it's really a interesting look at how you kind of have to go crazy when you're in a crazy place in order to not go crazy. Mm. It's it's, it was fascinating because it was funny. There were, there was comedy to it, but it was really, it was more deep than anything of like, Hey, this is what you have to do to cope with something like this, with living in a war zone and putting yourself out there all the time Mm. from a perspective other than a soldier's. And that was what was fascinating to me. Cause we, we usually, you know, when we get war movies, it's, it's from a soldier's perspective. Right, but to to see it from from the ideas of through the eyes of of the journalists there, and you know not you know this isn't emblematic of all embedded journalists and everything, right. but it was the idea of no no this this is you know there's there's some truth to this, right. and it's and it's fascinating. It really was was different for sure. All right, that's going on my list. Yeah, it was it was earlier this year, and I was like, okay, cool, you know, whatever, I'll take a look at this. And then it's, you know, it kind of starts as a fish-out-of-water story. And then once it hits, man, it's 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 intense. It's intense. Cool, man. Yep, that's on my list. I will check that out for sure. Um, there you go. What else do we got here? I see that, oh yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, this was oh my god, this was creepy. Holy yeah. cow! Like this, this is one of my favorite movies this year. I think. For yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, no argument there, man. Yeah. Just John Goodman as as oh man, <laughs> super creepy, <laughs> super creepy. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> yeah, um, I I love his performance in this. Yeah, um, you you, you know we the, the way this movie came about was so cool that. It you know J.J. Abrams leaked it. And I'm doing hand quotes. Leaked it out, and then um, he showed it somewhere. I forgot where he showed it. It was before. But, um, um, what was it? Uh, the uh, oh, Comic Con or something like that, right? No, it was because uh, the trailer leaked before a movie. It aired. It aired before. Like the first trailer for it was the first we heard about it, and it was for. It was in front of what was it? Thirteen hours of Benghazi, I think. 
Yeah, it was something like that. And they, they leaked it online as if, like, someone got a hold of – Right. You know, it, and, and, then, and then, of course, all the news came out that they shot the J.J. Abrams and this cast and just light crew shot this in a few days in a bunker somewhere um, and, you know, in complete secrecy. And it didn't leak out. That's the thing. Like, we know about Cloverfield 3. It's already leaked and everything. So the studio is already like, oh, the cat's out of the bag. But – that is so cool. And we had two things like that this year. We had the Blair Witch Project and we had this where it was this like secret um, thing. And I think it worked well for 10 Cloverfield Lane. I think, you know, for such a low budget, it, it, it made a lot of money. Um, yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, it, look at the pedigree it had and look at, you know, there had been talk of a Cloverfield 2 forever. And it yeah. was unlike Avatar 2. It was something that people were really interested in. Right, right. And, you know, sorry, yeah. James, I love you, but, you know, it's it's time. What was so different? Yeah, it was not like, oh, and now more people are running from the monster. It was like, oh, this is this is different. <laughs> well, and what was cool was, you know, it, it, it was like, okay, well, the, the na- it's the name of the street. And so does it take place in the same universe? Does it not? Are they just going to do a bunch of movies with the name Cloverfield in it? And they that you question if they all relate. Uh, but no, it looks like it full on relates to the, the events of the first one. I think the new one takes place in like space. Yeah, the what we know so far about the third one is that these people are on a space station, and then Earth disappears. Oh, really? Yeah, that was that's that's what I've been seeing, and I'm like, okay, well, that, yeah, that would oh, uh, wow. that would be uh, challenging. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, okay, so maybe like we went into a different dimension, and that's why all the things are are happening. Yeah, oh, that's cool. That's that's weird and awesome and different. Um, but uh, yeah, but back to what we're talking about i love that it was just such a different film from the first one it wasn't the shaky footage camera it felt like that was a sign of that time and this was just this weird you know uh smaller low budget all in one you know space shot film it was almost it almost felt like an indie film in some ways yeah um and uh it was just so cool and like like you said the talent behind it and you could you you know it was the whole movie you felt like you had a gun to your head and literally that's what was happening in the film there was so much tension and and you were stressed out and you, you john goodman just plays the best fucking crazy dad um that you've you've ever met you know what i mean like he feels he was like oh i probably know that guy back where my cousin lives you know out in the country yeah you know he's he's he reminds me of their neighbor you know what i mean like everyone knows that somewhere you know what i mean like that's how that that guy feels like he's that crazy he's crazy is he crazy enough to do something like that and this dude is crazy yeah in, in the and movie. I, and and the 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 twist at the end i did not see coming i really yeah, didn't either. because of how they set up the rest of the world and mm-hmm. then and then it gets to the end and you're like okay yeah the last like 20 minutes is just not maybe it's 10 maybe it's less than that but the last yeah. It turns into a different film at one point. Um, uh, it just goes – it goes off the rails, and yeah. I, I fucking loved it. Um, yeah, I really liked it. Really liked it. Um, let's get into the next one that came out, which was Caps just, of a War. Yeah. Yeah. To, to go from – Talk about going from one extreme to the other. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so um, this was probably my favorite out of the Captain America movies. I know everyone loves Winter Soldier more, but this one with that that that, uh, that airport fight with Spider Man and you know it was just Black Panther. It was just so much fun. I keep going back to that scene where Spider-Man is wrapping Ant-Man's legs and he makes the Empire Strikes Back joke. And like, guys, that's when I that really... really old movie, The Empire Strikes Back? Oh, yeah. I wanted to just punch him. <laughs> that's when I was... That's that's when I smiled the most in that film. And like, that's what it's all about. It's like... Because yeah. that's what happens in the comics. Spider-Man makes a, a reference, some pop culture reference, and they're laughing and talking at the same time as like some major shit is going down. And it, it it was the most comic book, you know, scene that we've ever seen in a movie. Um, yeah, and that that bodes well. That was a great omen for for Spider Man Homecoming, to say like yeah. this is what Spider Man's going to be like. And you're like, oh my god, they've got him. You yeah. know, they they had him with Andrew Garfield. His his Spider Man was was great. And I you know yeah. I'm I'm bummed. I, I'm still bummed that we don't get more of him because I really did I really did love him. Mm-hmm. But but what they're doing looks like, you know, we we know, but, you know, we kind of had to do what we had to do. But right. don't worry, we got this. Yeah. Yeah. And then they do. They absolutely do. Um, I kind of I love what they set up. You know, it's they all these we've been following this for how many years now since uh, Iron Man and Hulk and whatnot. It's what, 2008, and, right? Yeah, it's been a while. And, you know, now they're doing what they do in the comics. They fight each other. And now they're kind of we leave them at them, you know, um, you know, having to to there there's a whole new, you know, the 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 actual uni- universe is changed now fundamentally where people's alliances are and and everything else. So much so this felt like the third Avengers film. Um where you know it to me this had a bigger impact than avengers 2 did yeah um and so it's 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 going to be interesting seeing where we go from now go where we go from here and 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 you know where the next few films are going to be even like spider-man i don't spider well yeah i guess obviously spider-man takes place after uh captain america um but yeah it's just, it's going to be weird it's going to be interesting seeing where they go so yeah it's apparently not too long after civil war either Oh, okay. That makes sense. Because they had, sense. yeah. Because in the trailer, Tony still got his black eye. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So they were talking like, "Wow, is this what like a week later? Like this right, is crazy." Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Um, but uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Um, now this next one, I didn't see. You did see. Yes, I did. Yeah, I saw. Now you see me too. And and it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, the first now you see me was kind of a surprise hit. Like, I don't think anybody expected that to be to be something where everybody went, wow, you know, that was really cool. You know, obviously the studio was hoping for it. You know, everybody involved wants that. But yeah. I don't think audiences were looking at this like, oh, yeah, this is going to do really well. They were like, well, that's kind of interesting. We'll go see that. And it took off huge. Um, and, you know, right. the second one had the second one was different. It it was it was a it was a different story. It was a it was a more. I don't, I don't want to say it was a deeper story because it makes the first one seem shallow, but the first one was fairly shallow. Right, But, right. you know, I enjoyed it. I, I understand the criticisms leveled at it and everything, but 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 I really liked it. And I like I like movies about magic, so I'm, I'm good there. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's on my list. Definitely want to check it out. I liked the first one. Yeah. Um, then you'll then you'll like the second one. There'll be you you might get frustrated a time or two, but you'll yeah. you'll 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 like it overall. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out. Um, we got Conjuring Two. Yeah, I enjoyed this. I did yes because the con the Conjuring as a as a quote unquote series is basically just long episodes. Like mm-hmm. you you can't have like they don't follow really a traditional ish kind of structure you know every 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 movie is going to be about a separate incident which is its own self-contained story mm-hmm. so and i and and i liked it and i enjoyed this you know it had it was properly creepy this you know there were they were a little heavier on the jump scares this time but right. it was well they, they, i think they always the, the best compliment I could give The Conjuring 2 was I thought it was just as good as the first one, which is almost go. nearly impossible to do for these type of films. Yeah. Yeah. Very to keep, true. To keep it as intre- – oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Very true. I was saying very true. Yeah. Just to keep it as interesting and as scary and as just – I don't know. Cinematic's not the right word, but just to keep it as – just interesting as the first one is so hard with these kind of films to kind of, um, to, you know, chip away at this lore that we've built with this family. Um, and you know, I just, I got a better understanding of this couple, uh, by the end of it and their relationship. And man, did I absolutely love it. <clears throat> I, you know, I don't know if they're going to do a third one or whatnot. Um, I'm sure they will because it's Hollywood. Yeah. But I really love what they're doing. I really love what they're doing with that series. It was just so good. Yeah, they did. They are doing an Annabelle too for some reason. So there's that. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. Well, I thought they were gonna do like the nun. Yeah, there was talk about that, and then I, I don't know. the The one they've announced is Annabelle too. So if okay. that's actually gonna still be about Annabelle, or if that's just gonna be like the heading they use for it, or or what. mm Hmm. Okay, yeah. So I, I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, we got uh, Central Intelligence. Did Did you ever go see it? Yes. Yes. Well, I say I think I we saw it on TV. We rented it from Right House or whatnot. Nice. What did What did you think? I thought it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, love... I thought they were great together. It, it It was like those two had like like Kevin and Iraq had just really great chemistry. Like it worked. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why we're getting them in Jumanji, you know? Yeah. They're both real funny. They both work well off of each other. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was just, you know, this could be one of those comedy duos that we see moving forward where we see them kind of teamed up with each other. Yeah. I'd be all right with that. absolutely i heard i heard an interesting criticism of kevin hart a good criticism a compliment um from there was a a live show that that script notes did not that long ago Mm -hmm. and and somebody said something that was really interesting it made me think and i went back and i actually watched this again and it's true that kevin has this great ability to make scripted lines seem like improv lines and that, like, I had to sit with that for a second because mm-hmm. I tried to think about what that meant. And I think the idea the idea behind it that I took away from it was the idea that it makes these things seem natural. Instead of being like, yeah. oh, these, these words were written out to go in this segment, 
it's the idea that oh no they feel like they're supposed to be here like they're right. the proper response like oh what's the first thing you would think in this scenario mm-hmm. and that's absolutely true yeah and i went back and i watched this again and watching his reactions and i was like oh yeah yeah no i get i totally get that yeah no i agree i completely agree yeah he his delivery is just so so good yeah in the film um Warcraft. Now, this is one that we both liked, but it seems like a lot of critics shunned. Yeah, I I think you you and I are on the are on the opposite side of of a lot of people from this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I you know I think a lot of the critics didn't obviously didn't play the game, um, and so and you didn't either though. So you know, it, it I loved it. I thought it was. I thought it, you know, it had a lot of problems, of course, but at the same time, I mean, what movie doesn't? But at the same time, I <laughs> thought it was enjoyable enough to where if you're into that kind of thing, you're going to enjoy it. But if you're not into high fantasy, you're not going to like this film. You're going to you're going to just actively not like it. Yeah. Um, but but if you're into high fantasy, which we are, it was fucking I, dude. And as someone is a fan of the series. I was just in love. I was just <laughs> pouring over all the little details that they left in there for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I, th- I, I just thought it was really well. Yeah. Well as, done. And as somebody who like I've like I've barely ever touched World of Warcraft, and that's really my only experience with the mm-hmm. the game side of the franchise. Like I I my worry with something like this was I was going to get lost in the terminology. Right, like what right. happens if you really dive into Tolkien? That's what happens. You can't keep the names into places and all this. I didn't have that problem. Yeah. Did not have that problem. Yeah. No. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, um, listeners, definitely go out and rent it. It's it's really well done. Um, definitely worth Redbox for sure. But I think we got to take a quick break. When yep. we get back, we'll get more into movies. Man, we gotta we gotta <laughs> we gotta hit the hyper hyperdrive here. Um, but yeah. uh, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the End FM. We'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the End FM. And yeah, we're gonna we gotta kick through the end of movies here because we got a lot more we gotta get to. Um. Yes. Finding Dory. How did you find Dory? Never saw it. Oh, you didn't see it? Oh, it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. It was a great follow-up. It was a little... There was a little fall-off. You know, it's it's a sequel yeah. to a Pixar movie. So there's... Yeah, you know. Maybe it's a good idea. Maybe it's not. But I, I, I enjoyed it. I really did overall. <laughs> yeah. It was... It yeah, was... I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta check it out. I just never... Yeah, never got around to it for some reason. Yeah, you should. I think I think you'll like it. Did you Did you like Finding Nemo? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, then you then you'll like Finding Dory. It's good. I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just never just never got around to it this year for some reason. Um, but I will. It's it's on Blu-ray now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been out for a while. Okay. All right, I'll just yeah, I'll rinse it for there sure. There you go. Sounds like a plan. And uh, yeah. Yep. And then we got Doctor Strange. God, I love this movie. Oh, oh, this, I was really excited for this. You know, we talked about about how much I love movies with magic, and I mm-hmm. just, oh, I was so excited for this. And I had to keep with everything that kept coming up, and I had to keep waiting. I had to keep waiting. I, to, I was going crazy. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, it was making me nuts. But, but definitely yeah. worth the wait for sure. Oh yeah, it's a good film. Um, I think you might have liked it more than I did. Um. Uh, I don't know why it just it didn't 
like it wasn't on the same level as you know Civil War or something like that. But at the same time, it's one of the best origin films I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a it's a tremendous origin story. Right. It really is. Yeah. And I just I can't it can't. I think my my biggest problem with it is I want to see him interact with other Marvel heroes. Yeah. And I I I, I know that wasn't going to happen in this film, but. You know, my, I'm stupid. For whatever reason, that was when I walked away. I was like, I just want to see him with other characters. I want to see him interact and just intertwine. And I think it's it's entirely my problem because we've been spoiled with that so much over the last few years, where we've seen all these characters interact with each other, and that's what I can't wait for with Doctor Strange. I think that's where he's just going to be at his best when you know he's just this like. Oh shit! And look what you know. Earlier, where they're like, and we have a Hulk. I think, I think he's going to be just like that. Doctor Strange is going to be someone who can just like, oh, and there you go, you disappeared, and oh, okay, there you go, you're gone. You know that sort of thing. Like yeah. he's going to be someone not to fuck with um, for, yeah. for Marvel and, heroes. So, and I think a lot of that comes from the comics too. Strange yeah. hasn't really had his own solid established comic for a while now. I mean, I know he's got the one recently, but before then, he was always. It was really more or less like him and the Secret Avengers kind of deal. Him with the Illuminati exactly. and all that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of what they did in this movie, they I felt like they did take from um, from this series just a little bit because the, the new series is very well established, Doctor Strange. Uh, so I could I, – I, but I, I saw little similarities in it though. Nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go see Doctor Strange if you haven't seen it already. I don't think it's on Blu-ray just yet, um, but it should be should be not too much. Beginning of the year, it should be out on Blu-ray. So yeah, next couple months for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. What'd you think of it? I love this movie. I yeah. did. I I make no bones about this. This is for for somebody who was worried about like, okay, how do we take the guy who wrote the care of magical creatures textbook and 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 make a movie about him uh i like that they were like no he had a life you know he didn't really just do that and i have have no problem with that they were like oh okay he was part of this and this happened and and i loved it i i thoroughly enjoyed the film no question it was really it was really funny you know and we're getting this you know i miss the I miss the the whimsicalness of Harry Potter. I, in such a weird way, want to go back to following kids and stuff like that. It's weird because watching Harry Potter, you're like, it'd be really cool to see a more adult type thing in this universe. But now that we're getting it, we're getting older characters. Man, do I, I, I want to see some of the whimsicalness of Hogwarts and stuff like that, which I'm sure in the next few films we'll get the American version of Hogwarts and stuff like that. Um, what's the school called? I'm sure you know. Ilvermorny. There you go. Like, yeah. I can't wait to get into that kind of stuff. Um, it's, isn't and... it interesting that, that, that watching this younger and you're like, I want to see what the grownups do. And now you're watching it older and you're like, no, I want to go back. I want to go back. <laughs> yeah. That's how, yeah, that's, yeah. I loved the film. Don't get me wrong, but I, rem- I remember leaving it and going, it didn't have as much like whimsical charm it had it had brief moments that reminded me of it, especially when they like when they mentioned Hogwarts and like he was like, oh, no, that's not the best school. You know, uh, yeah. that, that sort of thing. Like, <laughs> oh, it brought me back just a little bit. 
I I I want to I want to I hope they dive more into that in the next few um next few movies, which I'm sure we're gonna get what like three more or six more eight uh, more. F- we're gonna get five total. Right. So yeah, we're gonna get four more. So um, I'm sure they'll they'll have enough time to do all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. And Eddie Eddie Redmayne was a great choice for what they for what they were going for. And having read, I love that they published the script. I love that they published the screenplay. I wish they would do that with more films because I've really gotten into reading these and to see, to compare, like here was what they wrote. Here was what was filmed and publishing, you know, I don't need every draft. I don't need a first draft, a green draft, and then the the final draft. Give me the shooting script and, and, and and, and the first draft. Sure. Why not? Because like with Groundhog Day, it was wildly different um, in, in, in a couple different aspects. Well, not, crazy different but you know the they they took out the part uh, from the original script where basically he was cursed and we actually uh. got to see that oh. <laughs> so it's like okay this has an explanation now but right you know right. that that kind of changes a lot of the film when you look at it through that lens but 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 actually reading the script and being able to see the movie and compare and you're like, oh yeah, I can see that in this character. And Eddie was a great choice. He really was. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And to round out all the movies, probably my favorite movie of the year, just because I am biased as all can get out. <laughs> Rogue One. I, uh, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna argue on that point. And it was yeah, uh, it was it was tremendous. It was. Yeah, we still need to do a bonus episode about it at some point in the next week or so. But, um, dude, yeah, it, it, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, going up to episode seven, I was in full blown Star Wars mode. I was not the same with, with Rogue One. Um, cause I didn't know what to expect. It didn't, for whatever reason, it didn't have the same, uh, it just didn't have the same feeling I did going into seven. Um, but man, did I have the same feeling coming out of it though? And what they, what they gave us, they gave us, they gave us some of my favorite characters um, in the whole universe. Um, they took, you know, I don't want to get into spoilers here, but they took some of them away. Um, and you know, you you really, it, it, it they did things in this film that um, they haven't done in any of the Star Wars films that I never thought they would do. Um, and it was all, dude, it was just, it was, I can't think of a better way to tell the opening crawl of A New Hope than what they did with Rogue One. That's, um, that is the absolute best description of that movie I've ever heard. Right, exactly. And, you know, I, like any other film, it has its flaws. I've seen it a few times now, and I enjoyed it even more the second time. The first time I was saw it in 3D, the second time I was able to actually sit back and relax and just take in the scenery and take everything in. Um, I think I prefer the Star Wars films not in 3D um, uh, because of how I watch it. Um, I like enough. to pour over all the scenes. I like to look at every little inch of the screen. Um, and it's just, I think it's more enjoyable as like, and real fast, if there's a Dolby theater near you, I, at our local AMC, they have an IMAX theater in it now, and they have a Dolby theater in it now. And what the Dolby theater is, is it is the same screen size as the IMAX. The, the seats are all recliners, so they're much bigger 
leather recliners that 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 uh, electric they go back and they recline. All over the theater are these huge, gigantic speakers that wrap all the oh, way around. It's the Atmos system. Oh, that's right. You guys have the oh, cassette. Yeah. Oh, that system is amazing. And your seats vibrate. Yeah, it's cr- like, oh, it's crazy. Like whenever some big shit's going down, it's like and your seats just vibrating. And I'm like, holy fuck! And they're doing like the <laughs> test things in the beginning, and I didn't expect that. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck! This is like this is fucking awesome. Um, so I saw Rogue Rogue One like that, and that is the, and I love that now you can um you can pick your seats ahead of time in that theater. So and it, it's it's cheaper than IMAX 3D. It's not as cheap as like I went in in the morning before noon. You can get tickets for like six fifty, but for this it was ten bucks. So I didn't mind. So, um, but yeah, dude, it, it it's totally worth to see the big blockbusters in that. And I like it because it's it's the big theater with the good sound and it's not three D. And that's kind of that's the sweet spot for me. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, um, that Atmos system is amazing. Yes. Yes. So yeah, you're the sound guy. You know all about that. I don't know anything about it. I just I, I was blown away with how good it sounded yeah and it was cool because when it vibrated like when the scenes were <laughs> just shit's going down and things are exploding and you're like you feel like you're there because the way the seats are doing the motion or whatever um yeah well yeah cause it, yeah because the atmos system isn't the traditional seven one it's not you know one in the front you know front right mids back left and right and then the and then the sub it's an array it's right. a fantastic. Oh, it's oh my god. I it's oh I want to go. I never went when I was down there, and I hate that. But I've got to go to that because it's at a, it's at Disney, right? No, no. This is at Altamont. This is at Altamont, really? This is at Altamont. The yeah. Name... Now maybe they've had it at Disney for a while. Yeah, but... that was where like that was the one that was there. They must have just added that. Yes, they did. So yeah, when you go in the two big theaters, one's for IMAX 3D, one is for the Dolby, and I can't recommend the Dolby enough. It is phenomenal nice phenomenal and it was great for rogue one um well yeah uh, just yeah because you you felt it and so from (laughs) now on the big movies like that that's what i'm going to be going and see it in oh yeah um yeah yeah. so that was really cool but yeah man um i don't care what tj perkins says i love this movie yeah yeah dude that good He's either like, turning heel. I don't know. I just lot. I hope he's just fucking with people because fuck, man, that just made me. Yeah, I don't think so. I really don't. Like I the yeah. because the way that those tweets are worded, like it's like no, he really thinks that the prequels are the best. And I'm just... welcome to think that, but now I'm welcome to not cheer for him ever again. He lost he... all nerd cred for me. Right. Like I hope you know. I don't know what happened on two hundred five live. Uh, I hope Neville beat Rich Swan. And then yeah. Perkins tries for it, and Neville just annihilates him. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> sorry, TJ, right. but you know it's the way the ball bounces. Right. I hope Neville gets the title. He deserves it. Neville, yeah, man, the impact he made when he came back is uh, yep. perfect. He belonged in the cruiserweight division from the start. Yeah, absolutely. I met him a few weeks ago, the WrestleMania event. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was really cool. Him and um, Carmella. I thought I should. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You did. Yeah, you posted that. Yeah, he told me why he called it the uh, Red Arrow and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Nice. All right, well, let's get into some TV stuff. Yeah, and I think, the you know, the biggest TV anything this year has to be Westworld. It absolutely has to be Westworld. That show is just the best new thing on television. I put it right up there with Game of Thrones um, uh, for the, the, the acting, the story, 
the the fact that it's just getting me right you know no other show has gotten me as close to lost as westworld has um it's got its hooks in me man it really does i can't <laughs> wait for another season we got what it's not going to be next year unfortunately but uh 2018 is likely when we'll see it but yeah man that that first season i i put honestly put that up there with the first season of lost with you know if if you if you could buy someone a, a a first season of any show to get them into something, I'd buy them Lost and I'd buy them Westworld. Nice. If I knew they liked sci-fi and stuff. There you go. Yeah. But just yeah, yeah just phenomenally well crafted, from start yeah. to finish, and the way, you know, eh, little drag here and there, but but considering, considering the scope of what they were going for, you know, a a couple minor hiccups, totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The yeah. Some of the best storytelling in television, I think. You know, just haven't seen that in a while. No. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Now, some of these other shows, I don't think you've watched. Have you watched any of Arrow or Flash? I, I've watched. I've watched some Flash. Uh, I've fallen off of. I, I. I'm still. I think I'm still on last season of Arrow. But I'm like oh, two. Wow. I'm like two. I'm like two back. Like I'm almost up to the end of it. Okay. But um. But yeah, I've heard that the DZ stuff has just been killing it this season. Like I, I haven't really seen have? some of the Flash, but I didn't see. And I loved what I saw. Yeah, Legends have been amazing as well. Um. Yeah, definitely catch up. I'm sure once it's all said and done, you'll have enough time to catch up on the uh the seasons but man it is especially that whole invasion arc that took all the shows together um even with supergirl it was just it was phenomenal it was really good stuff um yeah um there's another one i didn't see here on the list have you seen yet stranger things oh yeah i didn't put that on there did i no damn oh yeah stranger things is the other show besides westworld for new shows that i those there's been three new shows this season or this this year that i fell in love with and stranger things was one of them holy shit that came out of left field and it just grabbed everyone our age um you know my friends who just don't watch television gave that a shot and they're just like fuck that takes me back to my childhood where you could ride around on a bicycle and like make up stories with your friends and stuff. And like this actually, you know, it's a cool story, you know? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a point. It was supposed to be like it meets ET. Yeah. And they, yeah. and they nailed it. It was perfect. Oh yeah. And it, you know, it just, like I said, a lot of my friends, we are pretty much, we're really early adapters when it comes to like Netflix and stuff like that. We've been on that train for a while now. Oh Yeah. But I think Stranger Things cemented a lot of people where they're like, we will try weird things now because we trust Netflix. I have friends that are watching the OA, which I still haven't seen yet. And I'm like, a few years ago, you would have you would have laughed at me if I said to watch Battlestar Galactica. And here you are watching like straight sci fi stuff. Um, So that's cool. You know what I mean? Like to get everybody on board with what they're doing is just fantastic. Absolutely. Um, we probably don't yeah we we probably don't have much time to get into too much else before the break but man stranger things i can't wait for season 2 um and the kids have kind of taken over like everyone's in love with the kids they're oh, everywhere yeah. well i mean they were the stars of the show yes, and that was yeah, and that absolutely. was the point that was the whole thing of of that 80s aesthetic was like no these stories are about the kids and from what i hear a lot of like 
uh, old Goonie. Um, like the, apparently season two is going to be chock full of cameos from movies like the Goonies and ET and stuff like that, which I think is kind of cool. Excellent. That's exactly oh, yeah. what it needs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we're going to need, we're gonna definitely going to take a quick break. We got more TV, video games, books, comics, and wrestling. When we come back again, you're listening to we geek podcast on the end.fm and we'll see you all in a minute. Welcome back to we geek podcast on the end.fm. And yeah, so we're, yeah, we gotta, we gotta kick through these a little more here, but, uh, yeah. Else? So, okay. So, uh, let's talk about walking dead real fast. Um, phenomenal first part of the season i'm absolutely loving this season um who's the actor uh that plays negan uh jeffrey dean morgan who is yes. just crushing it oh my god i i am still you know quick quick warning i am still a couple back okay but okay. he's you know you you can still say like he's he has he's just he's just absolutely owned that role no question. He steals every scene where it gets to the point where I hated him in the comic and maybe I shouldn't like him as much in the show, but I can't wait to see what he does next on the show. Every every scene I'm like, yes, because he's he's such a loose cannon. At the same time, though, he's crazy as shit, but he has a code. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, you'll see because you still haven't seen um, all the way up. He has a code where it's like. He even does things where it's like, you know, you it's it's weird who he it's and this isn't really a spoiler. It's weird that he he knows Rick is such a threat, but he also respects the shit out of him. And he knows that he needs Rick on board or all of it's going to fall apart. Yeah. Might as well kill them all if he but if he gets Rick on board, if he gets Rick underneath his boot then they all fall in line. So there's a ton of respect that he has. Uh, it's just, it's such a weird, and he's, he's hilarious. That, that also <laughs> yeah. helps. Um, uh, and so, you know, me and my buddies over the weekend were, were doing just impress, uh, doing impressions. Not my buddies. What are we talking about? It's my family, um, my brother. Um, we were doing like <laughs> Negan impressions, you know, just like how he <laughs> raises his voice all of a sudden. So yeah. I don't know. It was, it was fun, but, but yeah, Walking Dead, fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, X Files. Yeah, remember that happened this year. Uh, yes, and it was uh, and it was fun. You know, it was oh. for for a very limited run. I think that was perfect. I think it was fantastic, um, especially that lizard episode. Mm-hmm. By far and away, one of the best things I've ever seen in television. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was a great spin on like a classic X Files kind of episode. Yes, it yes, was, it, it was, was phenomenal. It really was. Oh yeah, I I loved it. It was murder and Scully meet the Were Monster, um, <laughs> and it was just oh my god, was it great? I I was in love with every part of that episode. Best best twist I've seen in a while. Yes, I loved yes. it. Absolutely and, loved it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, all right, and Gilmore Girls. Let's talk about Gilmore Girls. Yeah, year in the life. Like that was that was the follow up that the that we wanted, no question. <laughs> and and not just not just did they manage to pack in as many Easter eggs and references and callbacks, while some of them you were like, yeah, you kind of stuck this in here because you wanted to, and because we wanted you to, but we don't really care because we liked it. Uh, but right. but a great a great story 
you know, for four 90-minute episodes, it really, really told that story well. Did and it leave a cliffhanger at all? Did it leave you wanting more? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. You know, I, see, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I've watched two or three episodes of the series. Yeah. Um, surprised me when I saw Chad, Chad Michael Murray, but I guess that's where he came from. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them came from there. Yeah, yeah. So I don't see. I don't. I wish it was. I could jump into just the this part of it, but I guess you gotta yeah. watch at least most of it. Yeah, you um, you do because it it is one that builds off of like it it continues to build off of everything it, that comes before it. Yeah, it just I, I it's not aging well. I think, and I, I mean, I imagine it. I'd have the same issues if I went back and watched One Tree Hill, um, and the OC and stuff like that. It was it's it, the way they talk. The way yeah. they talk just doesn't sound like normal people talking. Well, and that's you know that's that's a little quirk of of Amy Sherman Palladino's writing. It said right, it's right. just this is just what these characters do. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I, ma- I imagine people have the same complaints about Kevin Smith because they just it, yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> like it's like they do talk like what you and your friends talk about, but it's the way they deliver it. Yeah, it's, it's just a little quirky. But yep. So I mean, I think that wraps it up for TV shows. I don't think there's anything else that that stood out. Um, you know, Luke Cage was cool. Um, but Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I talking about? <laughs> Game of Thrones had arguably one of its best seasons um if, i if, thought if not the best yes that's that's a that's a that's definitely an argument to be made there yeah the whole uh, battle of the, the bastards was just arguably the best episode of television i think i've ever seen um it's it, there's been so many years of build up for this yeah there's it's just there We've been waiting for that episode for what seven years now, or how many seasons? Six, I think it's six. six wasn't yeah, it? yeah. We the the buildup for that has been so long and so overdue, and it was finally spoiler alerts. Finally, it was good to see uh, us get a win. You know, in this world where it just seems every episode, and there was a lot of losses in that episode too, but it was nice to see a win. Um, and you know, it, this whole season just started to. The pieces started to fall into place. It seemed like yeah, where, where we're starting to see the uh, we're starting to see the third act. I think of this whole show, um, and I think that's what the beginning of this epi- that episode was was the beginning of the third act and the final act. Because uh, I think we only have like two seasons left, right? Yeah, basically one whole season that they've split in half, pretty much. Exactly. So we're now going to see. Kind of what we've been wanting to see since the beginning. We're seeing her go to Westeros. We're, we're, we're going to see that war. We're going to see the Song of Ice and Fire, if you will. Yeah. Um, have you seen the teaser poster? I have. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, the, the guys <laughs> on the Dragon of Ice, that just mm-hmm. looks so sick. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. So um, that's going to be cool. That's going to be really cool. Um uh, but yeah, so can't wait for the next season of Game of Thrones. Let's uh, let's I guess gravitate into video games. Yeah, I mean this was the big thing this year was was PlayStation VR. Yeah, and I don't know. I think it was it's a hit and a miss. I love it. I still play it to this day. Um, Star Wars the uh, VR is worth it for me alone. I can't recommend. Thing is, I can't recommend it though. Um, because I don't think I've gotten enough out of it for the price of it. 
Apparently, it's like super hard to find. Really? Apparently, it's like sold out everywhere. Huh. Um, let me let me ask let me ask this because we saw what happened with the Connect, where we were like, "Here's this really cool thing," and then they bundled it with stuff, and then the second year it fell off. Do I, you, you know? Um, do you see the VR doing that, or do you see this? Because obviously, this is not going to be in the near future the way to play games. It's not. But, no, no, no. It's always going to be a um, if you have the funds. Here is a cool way to play video games. Right. Um, so it feels like an expensive, like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like going to the club and you got VIP. You're paying a shitload of money. Do you need it? Absolutely not. But it's a fun experience. Um, so do you, do uh, you see this being like the connect or the move where it just kind of falls off? Or that's, do you... hard to, that's hard to say because yeah. I see VR not just in video games, but I see it having implements. I, I see it being implemented in a lot of other things like, uh, like movies, for example, and, you know, not to get too X rated here, but the porn industry, you can watch adult movies on your PlayStation VR. All you got to do is put them on a hard drive or flash drive and pop it right into your PlayStation's USB port and go watch the viewer. Like, it has more implications than just video games. And that's, so, yeah, that was, that was my next question is, is, is where do you see it going outside of that? Well, I, I see it becoming more mainstream with that kind of stuff. Once it becomes easier for people to do, um, you know, it, it full disclosure, it took me two seconds to figure out how to do that. But you know, <laughs> most people aren't like me or you where they're kind of like, Oh, we can just look online and figure it out. Most people would give up and go, well, I'll just, no, I don't know how to do that, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah. um, but it was, it was, you know, it, I, I, it's just in a few years, I can see this being once it drops in price and once there are some more games for it, I could see this really being something that people would want to buy right now. I don't know if I could recommend buying it because it is a lot of money, even though this is the, uh, I don't want to say cheapest, but you're getting a value for what you're getting with this, with this PlayStation headset. It is the, the least expensive of them all, but at the same time, it's still really expensive. It's, it's, it's the same price of going out and buying an Xbox. Yeah. Uh, or um, another system. You know, you could buy like two 3DSs for the price of this. So I don't know. It, it, it all depends, honestly, if you have the means and and what you experience it. Um, it is some of the best experiences I've ever had playing video games. It honestly felt like this is the future. When you put it on and you you're playing the heist or you're playing Battlezone or something like that, when you're in it, you're like, holy shit, I have a Universal Studios experience in my living room or in your bedroom. Nice. Um, and you can't get that with playing another video game system. Um, but then again, like I said, it all depends on if, if it's worth it for the money for you. And I, I don't know if I can recommend it. I you know Because there's a lot... Thinking back, I'm like, ah, I could spend that on a lot of other things next year will be the 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 telling because we have resident evil coming out which will be the first big game for it i think yeah and um you know we got star trek coming out uh which should be really cool but 
what's after that? You know, I don't, I don't know any games that are coming out after that, and that's, Ace, that's the problem. Ace Combat should be fun. Ace Combat, okay, yeah, so there's one. Uh, there's and don't, don't get me wrong, there's a ton of stuff out on it, but, <clears throat> you know... There's, I, there's, I, there's no killer app for it yet, basically. There's no killer app for it yet. I think 2017 will be kind of the deciding factor. I, you know, I, I think this will be the only VR that's released for the PlayStation 4, so... That's why I'm saying I think in a few years when it drops in price and there's a library of gains, that's when I would recommend it. It's like anything else. When you're right out the door, this could be the Vita. You know? Right. Um, yeah. Or yeah. it could be the 3DS. It's really hard to tell. Um, it, it all really just it depends on how much Sony um, – how much money they put into it. And they, they've – I mean they it has the most games uh, – the most playable games I think. Uh, than for all of them, all of the, you know, the, I can't imagine spending a grand on this to get it for the PC. Yeah, absolutely not. That is a crazy <laughs> person. You you have like you must be like a YouTuber to kind of do that where you're doing it for an audience. But for just fun, it's worth it if you have the funds. But that's all I can say. But I've, I've gone too much on about it. But um, let's <laughs> move, let's move on. What what about Naruto? Yeah, this you know. Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 was the perfect way to end the series, not just for like an anime or or, or a manga fan standpoint, but for a fan of the games, uh, the gameplay was tremendous. It 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 was this was the the cherry on top of the cake for this yeah. franchise. It really was. Yeah. Cool man. Yeah. No, I just never got the Naruto series. We've talked about it before. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fair. I to, yeah, I need to watch it. Um, Uncharted 4: A Thief's End. I, you know, we keep going on about ways to end a series. Like, just how do you do it better than this? Yeah. As, uh, it, it was, it was, it was the best of everything that made the Uncharted series great. Yep. Yeah. It was the best, it was the best one song. Um, it was really long too, but it never felt like it overstayed its welcome. Um, and it was fun. It was platforming. It was, I think they took a lot of the criticisms of the other ones where there was like, you're killing everyone. You still kill a lot of people, but there's a lot less of that. Um, yeah. And there's, there's a lot more of yeah, the story. You, you can tell this is Nathan Drake being like, I don't want to do this anymore. Why do I have I, to yeah. keep doing this? The locations and, you know, some of the Easter eggs and surprises, the couch scene, stuff like that. that oh, like, come on. That's, that's worth the price of admission by itself. <laughs> right, exactly. They they really thought outside of the box when it came to this. Yeah. And they were just like, how can we make this? It's a, it's just a love letter to the Uncharted series, and I I, I, I couldn't give it more praise. Um, yeah, one yeah. of my favorite this year by far. Um, another one that just blew me out of the water was <laughs> Doom. Yeah. Talk about a love letter to a franchise. Yes. Um, if you, uh, I, we've talked about it before, but go check out no clip on YouTube. They do documentaries. The, the, fir the first month in November was all about, um, rocket league and December was all about doom and, um, th specifically this doom and how it came about and, uh, the struggles and everything that went along with it. And it's, it's phenomenal. The game is just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Like everything from the soundtrack to the level design to them going, and what's cool is in the documentary thing that like he talks about, it, he's like, "We want you to wake up. You're the Doom Slayer, and you know it says like invasion or whatever. Like, like we know it's ridiculous. You know it's ridiculous. Let's f 
fucking rock and roll, like right from the start. And right. they're like, we want you to feel powerful. We want you to feel like you're a one man wrecking machine and that you're going to fuck this. Like, and, and it's like, yes, like how, like hearing them talk about it, it's like, that's exactly how I felt when I was playing it. And that's what made it so much fun. And he was like, it's, and he goes, the more you get into the game, it's more like chess. Every room is like a chess, a chess game where you're like, you know, where can I, what do I, do I need to kill more enemies to get more health? Do I need to use this ammo? Like it, it becomes really, it's really fun. So yeah. yeah, go check out doom. Um, overwatch. Now this might be my game of the year. Nice. Yeah. Cause overwatch was just, it took me by surprise. I still play it to this day. I play with a lot of the guys from, um, uh, uh the, the, the comic, uh, comic, Wow, my mind just went completely <laughs> blank. Talking comics and talking uh, games podcast. Um, they're so much fun to play with. Um, but yeah, it's just you know you you're you are. It's not just a first person shooter. It is tiny little um, raids where you and your team are against this other team, and you, you got a healer, you got a tank, you got DPS. Uh, you have support, and you have to do your role. If you're not good at first-person shooters, jump on a healer and heal everybody, and you're going to have a fucking blast. This makes it so that everyone can have fun. And then there's the fun mode, and then there's the competitive mode. So if you're not like you're not competitive, jump into the fun stuff. Unlock your unlock the loot crates. Like I just got some of the 2016 winter stuff, like Santa Claus and whatnot. Um, the game is still a ton of fun so much polish it is and it, it makes sense why the the video the game awards chose it as their game of the year it it absolutely is just phenomenal um uh, did you play any of it all i, I forgot have you I, played any of it or? i played a tiny bit not not enough to really even get much of an impression of it oh okay you're not really into multiplayer games anyway not no nah, this is this is not this was not made for me which is which is totally cool this is right, no. I'm right. not much of a, I'm not much of a multiplayer guy. Oh yeah, and if there's one series that deserves a television show or movie or comics, it is Overwatch. Like people <laughs> are in love with the characters. I think they just said, what they just said, Tracer just came out. Like like they have all of like there's it always seems like there's some new story about. Uh, the characters of this game yeah. that they release over time. And they've released a few new characters, a few new maps, a um, few new modes. This game is ever-evolving. I think this is more of a platform where next year we're going to continually get new maps, new game, new characters. I don't think there's going to be an Overwatch 2 for a while. Yeah, no, that and that would be smart. Oh, very smart. And that's kind of how Blizzard does their thing. Um, oh, well, coming up to a break. Uh, when we get back, we'll get more into video games. Again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM, and we'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast here on the N.FM. Uh, we're going to bounce through some of these pretty quick. I mean, we've kind of, you know, Pokemon Go, what can we say that hasn't already been said? Just you know. <laughs> uh, crazy how popular that game got. Yeah, it, it was a legitimate phenomenon for, you know, like two weeks. Never seen a video game ever do something like that. No, which is, it was it it's was the crazy. attention of everyone to get out and to, to, to exercise. Yeah. yeah, and it just and just came out on the Apple Watch, didn't it? It did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there, what they need to do uh, is they need to release Gen Two like now. Yeah, instead of like they're doing like a slow rollout that you can hatch some of them now. It needs to be like a full update of like and here. 
yes, yeah, we need to get people out and moving around again. Yeah, so much potential. Um, so, yeah, they need to get to that immediately. Yeah. Um, Batman, the Telltale series. I know episode five just came out like a week ago. Um, I didn't play any more than the first episode, but I absolutely loved it. Yes. I don't, did absolutely. you play Did you play any more than that? No, just the first episode, and okay. it was really fun. I, I liked I liked their take on a lot of the characters, and um, I liked that mo- it was mostly Bruce Wayne. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, as long as they stick with that, you know, I can't <laughs> wait to see what they do with Guardians. Totally next year. Yeah. Uh, and uh, WWE 2K17, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked the career mode. I liked the way that that you know it had some issues, but they fixed them with updates. Like, now things made a lot more sense. I don't know if you've played it in the last couple of months. I kind of regret getting it digitally because I've realized it's just not for me. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because I, I, I need to play it with other people. I've only played it by myself. And I, I, I don't know. It's I, You know what I want? I want the old, like, arcade-style wrestling games where it's just, like, ridiculous. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair like, enough. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. You know, this Ooh, was a, so good. This was a big year for Pokemon. You know, I still haven't played a whole lot of Moon, but like I can just, you, you know, sometimes you start playing a game and you can see all the potential. Yes. Like you just, you just know it's coming. That's, that's what I get. Like every time I open up Moon and I get excited. Yeah. I've just been so busy with everything that's going on with the holidays <laughs> that I haven't gotten around to it. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm on the second island. I'm, I'm almost done with the second island. So nice. Yeah, I'm I'm having a ton of fun with it. Excellent, and uh, and Final Fantasy 15, finally. Um, and for for me, this game did not disappoint. I I still boot it up every now and then and and knock a few things out. Um, one day I am gonna just buckle down and tear through the story. I just haven't had that itch yet. I'm like, no, I want to. You know, I I actually want to grind a little, which is bizarre for me. Well, uh, that's what I've been doing. See, I've, I'm getting kind of burned out on the side quest. I think na- like I had all these uh, ambitions to uh-huh. like, I'm going to knock out every quest, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> and after a while, I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm just yeah. going to jump to the main story. Um, but hey, ever since I saw Rogue One, I've been on a kick playing Star Wars game. So I haven't. There you go. I haven't been back to it. Yeah, dude, that's Super Star Wars. Have you? Oh, man, the, the one from the Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah so fucking hard <laughs> yeah yeah God, like I'm, I'm just on the second the third part of it you're the jawa thing and i'm just like, like and then when you die you lose like your special gun and you're like fuck now i really can't get past this level uh-huh oh, no more no more, so no more ion blaster for you <laughs> yeah yeah exactly god what a series uh, <laughs> you know what time. i'm waiting for and i uh, prediction real fast i know we don't have much time i think this year at celebration they're going to announce Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, the super version of them for the system. They have to. I think so. I think it'd be stupid not to. It'd be really dumb if they didn't, um, yeah. since they already got the first one out there. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, but no. Excellent. Awesome. Uh, yep. We'll dip into into some books real quick. Uh, talking about Star Wars, um, I just finished Ahsoka, and it was so good. Yes. It was so That's what good. I hear. Yeah. It's, it's a nice little, like, it's a little scattered. But you realize that so is she, and that's the the way the narrative works fits her, yes. and it's great. Yeah, it's really good. And you get you get introduced to some ideas that we get in Rebels, 
and it's it's good it's really good i really really enjoyed it yeah i recommend catalyst you need to go read that one okay will do yeah yeah absolutely um and to you know we'll bounce a little bit here and we'll go to bloodline which was also phenomenal that was out earlier this year and and also so good Mm -hmm. and it was different time frame you know this was post episode six but only barely um right and and just really good really really good oh yeah 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 absolutely it was nice to read something about princess leia yeah yeah no kidding uh you know we had we had the uh the script for harry potter and the cursed child published Mm -hmm. um good good a a different not not really what i was expecting and i like that nice um we had the second in the magnus chase series you know rick riordan does all the you know young adult mythology series and he's every every year just just crushes it this one I threw on here in particular because of the idea of it was it was big it was big to have a trans character and and tackled okay. it in a fantastic way and for that I, I would recommend this for that alone just to see how deftly this was done it was absolutely oh. phenomenal and my hat is off to him for that oh okay um, and this one was interesting because uh, Goodreads does their like here are the best books of the year, and one that jumped out to me was Rebel of the Sands, and mm. it's it's got kind of an alchemist flair to it. Oh, it's, it's old west in the Middle East meets some magic, mm. and it was curious, and I didn't I I just couldn't quit reading it. Oh, cool. So that was that was definitely worth the worth the time for sure to check out. I forget I forget the author. I'm terrible at that. But, uh, Al- Alwyn Hamilton. Sure, that sounds about or, right. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, definitely definitely something to check out. Um, cool. And we had comics from this past year. You know, we had the you know the big events. We had Civil War two, which I think just ended. <laughs> It's like Secret Wars all over again. It was like yeah. it's gonna be over by no, it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but interesting, uh, and a different a, a different interesting take on this story. You know, clearly, they they did a Civil War comic because they were doing a Civil War movie. But it worked, right? For the most part, I think. <laughs> um, talk a little about DC Rebirth because you you read a lot of these and I did not. Um, it was, it was, I loved the Superman stuff. Um, it was a little underwhelming. I, I, I didn't read too much of DC Rebirth, but the stuff I did read was mostly Superman, if I'm being honest. Um, and I loved it. I loved that now we were getting, uh, two Superman. We were getting the new 52 version and then we were getting the original version. Um, and of course with him, he brought along Lois and his son. Um, I loved that dynamic um, of it. Um, uh, um, the one comic that stood out to me um, was not really a part of the, the rebirth. 
it was American Alien. I was just going to say, I was so, I, I forgot to put yeah. that on this list. Yes. Yeah. By Max Landis. It's it's by far and away my favorite comic this year. Uh, you can pick up the um, the graphic novel of it. Um, and it's, you don't need to know anything else. It basically, uh, it's Max, you know, and it's like, uh, apparently Max Landis is going to have his own little section of the DC universe where it's called the Max Landis verse. <laughs> where, yeah, where, you know, he told this story of Superman. I'd love to see him do it of, of, of Batman or something, but he tells the story and I think it's like seven issues or something like that. I forget how many there are. Six, actually. Yeah. I think. No, no, yes, uh, seven, seven issue miniseries. Oh, okay, cool. And what's what I found so interesting is it they're all very different. They're all the first one is very much like a Pixar movie, um, and they're all different artists as well. So, and it tells different points in his life, different stories in his life, and and it's very you know one one of the issues. You know, he's on a boat and he's he's in his early 20s and there's girls doing like cocaine and stuff. And like and, you know, he he's dealing with um, that that like, you know, he's he, he's talking to these girls and it's really weird. And he like and they think he's Bruce Wayne <laughs> and he pretends to be Bruce Wayne on the boat. Yeah. Um, and it's just really cool, you know, and then like a later issue, he's it's it's later on in life where he's past that party, you know, where he's not a party phase, but past his early 20s where he would even be around any of that. And, you know, he is, you know, trying to get a job in Metropolis um, and he meets Lois and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, Batman is actually in the series and, you know, he, he runs into the real Bruce Wayne um, and it's just a really cool story of told in seven issues of Superman's life told by Max Landis. Max Landis, um, uh, very famously made the video, um, about Superman. I think it was like nobody, I think it's like titled nobody likes Superman or no one cares about Clark Kent or something like that. Yeah. And, and DC had the balls to go, okay, if you think you can do it better, prove it. Yeah. And, and hats know, off to it, them for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And we are everyone won. Everyone won. Max Landis got to tell a story. DC allowed him to do it, and it was one of their best sellers for the whole year. So, absolutely, go pick it up. Jesus, like it's 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 amazing. <laughs> it's one of my favorite. But yeah, that was one of my favorite for the DC. I I, I got to catch up with comics. I, yeah. I'm really behind on them. Yeah. Yeah. One one that you should read is a uh, Harrow County. And I threw it on here because, you know, we were coming out of like Archie of the Dead or whatever that was. And mm -hmm. and and I found this. And for a horror comic, it's incredible. The storytelling oh, okay. in it is magnificent. It is. It's a horror comic and it's fantastic. Oh, it okay. Is, yeah, I see. It's Dark Horse. Yeah. And it's not like it's not something like, oh, it's a horror. So that means there has to be, you know, the popping blood and, and all this. No, it's creepy. It is so creepy. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. But, uh, so, I mean, you know, there was all that. Um, and we'll take a minute here and look back at, at wrestling. We'll jump through this pretty quickly. Uh, two of the biggest things this year. The the first is was the foundation and immediate rise of what culture pro wrestling. Right. Uh, it's just, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you have got to check it out. If you're a wrestling fan, you will love this. It's entertaining. It's, it's athletic. These guys give wrestlers a platform and say, go. 
and right. and the ring work is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the the second biggest thing this year was was the was broken Matt Hardy, the complete right. reinvention of of Matt and everything. I mean that's I ha huh. the 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 final deletion flipped wrestling on its head, for better right. or worse, wherever you come down on it. There, there hasn't been anything like that in a long time. Right, right. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy what he's done. Yeah, and it's and it's worked. And he because he is committed to it. He's one hundred and ten percent like all in on this. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. But we had that. We had uh, we had a little controversy from the best of the Super Juniors over in New Japan. Uh, Will Osprey and Ricochet put on a match. That was a spot fest, and you know there's What's that the, for people who don't know. Uh, uh, spot fest is just like here are all of these big flashy, you know, dives and you know just the craziness. But you know you would see a handful of them. Think of like a TLC match, and you're watching this and you're like, oh my god, that was amazing. It's it's an oh my god moment. Okay. Gotcha. And this was a match that was like nothing but them. And it and it was an interesting way of looking at it of like is this what wrestling is now, or you know was it too much? Mm. And there's there's an interesting that's an interesting conversation to have to have, um, and whichever side you come down on, uh, Vader came down on the side of this is terrible. They've destroyed wrestling. Wrestling is dead, and I think that's too far. <laughs> but, right, right, right. But you know, um, some of the other big news this year: Daniel Bryan retired. And yeah. gave just a hell of a speech. Mm-hmm. That's if you're going to go out, man, do it that way. Um, right. And then they brought him on to SmackDown where we've seen Shane McMahon more than him. So do with that what you will. Well, I mean, he's getting ready. He's getting ready for his baby and stuff. I don't th- I think True. after his contract's up, that's the last we're going to see of him. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. He, okay, so here's the deal. You don't watch Total Divas. I yeah, no, I know, but I, I need to watch it. Like yeah. I, I'm, I like. It's I know <laughs> that you would enjoy it because I know that you hate that kind of stuff with a passion. Yeah, it's nothing like what you think it is. Okay. Honestly, it, I think as a wrestling fan, you would enjoy it because the like Daniel Bryant, he's. I know we don't have much time, but he is. He's a smart guy, like, and I love just like how down to earth he is, and like he puts them in their place really fast when they go, like, just, pff, like, they they don't live in the real world, and he's like, no, guys, come back to reality here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, nice. and he he's talked about it very openly on their shows about how he doesn't his the, the thing he hates about wrestling the most is when there's not wrestling. Yeah, and you see, you can tell he doesn't like doing that. Yeah. Um, I on and he's talked about. It. He's like, I don't want to do this after my contract's up. Huh. Um, he wants to just like be a little farmer, be a little hobbit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, and I mean the the debuts that we had this year. You know, AJ Styles at the Rumble, and then went yeah. on to have just a banner year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what an amazing year! Shinsuke Nakamura debuting at oh, yeah. uh, at at NXT Takeover Dallas and had a massive year. Uh, the... Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the big reasons why I got back into wrestling. Like yeah. I have, yeah. As soon as I saw him, I gravitated to him. I was like, that guy's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, we had you know the women's division, not just on SmackDown, but but you know the you know everything with Sasha and Charlotte, 
the 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 history that's been made and deserved. You know, some people think it's a little rushed. I think they've earned it. Oh yeah. Um, the the I know we're running out of time, but I've got to talk DIY, hashtag DIY. Their two out of three falls match at Takeover Toronto with the Revival is the greatest tag team match in I don't know how long. It's it's extraordinary. Right. Um, and we had you know we had Heath Slater and James Ellsworth do the comedy bits and get over, which was great. We've seen we saw the cruiserweight classic, which was amazing. That has since been just squandered. Uh, everything that Chris Jericho has done this year, I mean, yep. this has been this has been the year of Jericho, no matter what you might think. Um, Bobby Roode coming to NXT and just hamming it up extraordinarily. Kudos to him. And yeah. and you know Goldberg, I mean, yeah. what what more is there to say? But you yeah. know what happened? I mean, ah, oh, it's been a great year for wrestling. It really has. It's been it really a fantastic has. year. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens with the Rumble and Mania. Yeah, um, right. Can't wait. Orlando's gonna be great during Mania. You got to make it town, man. I, it's, I'm I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna work yeah. on it for sure. Do it. Do it. Yeah. But I think that's gonna that's gonna be it for us this week, um, for this year, really. Uh, yep. Again, you know we're we're on Twitter at We Geek Podcast, at Adam Estep, at the Logan Wit. Uh, don't forget, let's get this trending. Post up what project are you working on? What what dream do you want to accomplish? Hashtag uh, Call to Arts. Let's 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 do that. Yep. Um, we're on Facebook, We Geek Podcast. Uh, any comments, questions? Uh, email us wegeekpodcast at gmail.com if you're yeah, on let I- us know let us know what you liked this year excellent there we go that's a good way yeah. to do it um, yep. rate us on iTunes write us a little review we love that and uh, and we'll see you next year captain captain captain